chapter 3, verse 50. Hey everybody, welcome back. This particular episode should probably be titled Procrastination because I am the epitome of procrastination right now. Normally I film or I videotape these things on Thursdays. It is Monday. (laughs) Yes, it'll be uploaded today and coming out tomorrow. But I think my last week's story kind of did me in because it was a lot. It was a place where I never thought I could go before. And sort of unleashing all of that has kind of put me into a funky, weird place. So I have done everything in my power to avoid this for as long as possible. Don't ask me why. I mean, it was very cathartic talking about my relationship with my dad, my relationship with my birth mother. Um, it helped me. It kind of freed me. It was, it was great. But I think it just left me so drained. And I wasn't sure where I should take this, con- like continue this story. However, I do have a title. This is called What Holds Us Back. And I think that this is kind of appropriate for sort of a follow-up to last week's story. But before I begin that, I just kind of want to give you an update on life, life in general. Because this is really kind of what this is about. Me being on my own, learning how to live life as a single woman doing it all by myself, and what have you. A lot of what I've given you so far is sort of a background story, which I think is pertinent to my journey today. Um, But holy cow, this week has been so much fun. My best friend from Kansas and her family came and visited me my very first bit of company. It was so fun. It was so much fun. And we went to Bush Gardens in Tampa. Oh my gosh, I haven't been to Bush Gardens in forever. I forgot about how pretty that park is. The colors are very vibrant. It's very different from the Bush Gardens in Williamsburg, Virginia. Well, the Bush Gardens there is beautiful. They've got all these gorgeous flowers. The landscaping is magnificent. It's not quite like that in Tampa, but I mean, it's themed Africa. So you have like the desert and you have the savanna. So it's, you know, a much different feel than the one in, in Virginia. But, oh my gosh, I had so much fun. There were nine of us all together. Holy cow. It was so much fun. Who would have ever thought that nine people all in one place could still have as much fun? And everybody got to do everything they wanted to do. But preparing for having my friend and her family over also showed me how unprepared I truly am. I mean, yes, my apartment was clean. 
their bathroom was clean, their room was clean and everything, but I realized what I don't have. I don't have enough towels for company. <laughs> I don't have enough washcloths. I have enough for me, but I don't have any for company. I gotta go shopping. <laughs> oh my gosh, but anyway, I digress. Um, but I'm really super excited. So much is happening in these next couple of weeks. So my best friend and her family are here. Um, they've since moved on to their resort in Cocoa Beach. But my daughter is coming in three days. I'm so excited. And we get to go wedding dress shopping. She is getting married next summer. Well, May. Almost summer. And... She, it just, it just makes me so happy that she is coming to visit me. She's going to get to see where I live. I get to have her for six whole days. Oh, we're going to have so much fun. I have so much planned for us. Yes. In fact, I think we're going to do, um, I, I want to do an episode with her and my daughter-in-law and myself, the three of us girls talking about where we are in life and everything, kind of just make things a little fun and upbeat for once. Oh, that'll be fun. Anyway, so yeah, that's what's coming up for me. I'm really looking forward to all of this. It's going to be so much fun. So last week, I gave you guys a bit of my history with my dad and my birth mother. So if you didn't get to hear that, I'm not going to rehash it all because that was a lot. But you can always go back and listen to that one. It's called um, Born from the Ashes. Um, it was a lot to digest, to unpack. It was all, It was pretty heavy. It was a heavy story for me. Um, but I'm glad I did it. I, like I said earlier, I felt very, I, I felt a lot lighter. Um, I haven't ever felt the freedom to be able to tell that story because I always felt like I was going to hurt somebody's feelings. And, I, you know, I don't know if I did. You know, it, one of the weirdest things about doing a podcast is there's no feedback. <laughs> um, nobody writes to me and says, oh my gosh, or leaves comments. Or, oh my gosh, that was incredible. Or why are you telling this story? Or, you know, anything. There's like no feedback. So I'm not sure what you guys thought about it. I hope you, you know, I hate to say I hope you liked it um, or because that just sounds really weird to say, I hope you liked it. But I hope it inspired you or helped in some way. That would be nice. But today I want to talk about um, what holds you back. Uh, for a long time, I couldn't see what was possible for me in my life. Um... It was hard for me to accomplish a whole lot in my life because I didn't feel worthy or as though I had enough value um, to be able to accomplish things in life. 
Uh, words are power. And, you know, like I shared with you last week, I'm going to, because this was a powerful thing that my dad said to me. You know, he once told me that I was just like my birth mother and that she was a dreamer and dreamers never amount to anything. Ouch. And those words have stuck with me all these years. Words have power. And I love being a dreamer. Like in my head, I knew what he was saying was wrong. I mean, we need dreamers in this world. They're the ones who invent. They're the ones who create. They're the ones who come up with the coolest things. Oh my gosh. Okay, so when I said I like being a dreamer, yesterday, my daughter-in-law my son and I were at Michael's. For some reason, when I'm in Michael's, I get inspired. It's so cool. But my daughter, with her getting married next year, um, and her coming for her dress shopping down here with me, um, my daughter-in-law is her matron of honor. And, you know, she had this idea of us making t-shirts for me and her and the other bridesmaids that are coming to wear for her dress for my daughter's dress uh, shopping and with my Cricut you know I'm like all excited I love making t-shirts anyway it's so much fun well we were in Michael's and I thought you know my daughter her wedding is sort of a Disney princess themed sort of it's sort of a deconstructed version or modernized version of a Disney princess. I don't know if I can say that correctly. I, I don't know if I've conceptualized that well enough. I don't know. It's, I mean, she's got a whole vision. It sounds absolutely beautiful. Sometimes I get lost in where the Disney princess comes in, but she knows it's there and that's all that matters because it's her wedding. So anyway, <laughs> we were talking about, my daughter, daughter-in-law and I were talking about the t-shirts at Michael's yesterday and I had this incredible idea and I thought, I don't know if I can make this work, but I'm going to try it. And we did. The t-shirts look phenomenal. Nothing like it have I ever seen before in my life. Don't know where these ideas came up from. I just, like I said, when I'm at Michael's, I get inspired and I'm so excited that I thought of this idea. Maybe I'll share it with you at some point. I don't know because I don't want anybody stealing my idea. <laughs> anyway, um, I love being a dreamer. I love being able to think outside the box. I love, I mean, I teach gifted kids for heaven's sake. Love it when people think outside of the box and push the limits on certain things and what have you. So I say all of that to say that I know my dad was wrong. In my head, I knew he was wrong for what he had said. I am grateful to be a dreamer. And you can't tell me that dreamers don't amount to anything at all. There's too many people out there who think up these incredible inventions. 
and they are important people. They're wealthy. They have made something of themselves. They didn't amount to nothing. They are something. I mean, we all are, but you get what I mean. So, you know, while my head told me that my dad was wrong, my heart believed it. I mean, it's difficult when the first man who is supposed to love you, your dad, tells you these things. You're not good enough. You're a dreamer. You're never going to amount to anything. I mean, these are the first words being spoken into my future. So, yeah, my heart hurt. My heart hurt a lot. My last conversation with my dad was an interesting one. I was living in upstate New York. I was divorced for the, you know, from my first husband. We have a son together. Um, love that boy. My son, he's amazing. And he has a very good relationship with his dad and with me. And I'm super grateful that they have such a great relationship today. So yeah, I was living on my own, but I had responsibilities. I don't have those responsibilities right now. Life is all about me, myself, and I. Best roommates in the entire world. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I was living with my two-year-old son. I was divorced. Um, and I remember it was snowing. My dad loved the snow. He grew up in Ohio. I have a lot of family up in Ohio. Um, but I was also making homemade applesauce. I love to cook and I love to experiment with new things. Um, my daughter-in-law, my daughter and I love to make marshmallows from scratch. Yeah. A lot of people, when I say that, they're like, wait, you can make marshmallows? Yeah, you can. And we would always do them in the pumpkin spice flavor. Oh my gosh, they're so good. Okay. Anyway, I was making applesauce for the very first time. I didn't even realize you could make applesauce from scratch. I just thought, you know, that's what somebody else does and you go and buy it. So I was feeling all types of proud of myself. I'm standing at the stove. I still have a very vivid image of this phone call, my last conversation with my dad. Standing at my stove, stirring this apples, these apples on the stove top, looking out the kitchen window, it's snowing. It was just a very hallmark moment at that time. And I remember thinking, I wanna share this with my mom and dad. Now that was bizarre because anytime I called home, I used to sit there with the phone and pray, Lord, please don't let my dad pick up. Please don't let my dad pick up. Please don't let my dad pick up. Make, let my mom pick up. Mom, 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 mom. Like that's what I would sort of chant into the phone until I heard, hello? Well, this, this particular time, I didn't do that. And it was my dad who answered and it didn't bother me for some reason. And I told him what I was doing. I said, dad, it's so cool here. 
I'm making applesauce and it's snowing. And he was like, oh, that sounds so nice. I mean, we really had a very good conversation. And what came out of that conversation was the very, this was the very first time that I can remember in my entire life that he told me that he was proud of me. Yeah, he was proud of me. I had moved to New York from Florida with a husband and a baby. I ended up, my husband left and came back to Florida and left me and our son in New York. I mean, that was my choice. Don't get me wrong. I'm not blaming my ex-husband for that, my first husband for that at all. No. Um, it was one of the best things that could have ever happened for all of us across the board. But here I was. I mean, I'm raising a child on my own. I'm not asking for handouts from my parents. Not that they would have given it to me anyway. And that's okay because, you know, I didn't have to. So I was working a job. I was raising my son. I was living on my own with him. And it it was great. I mean, before we got this apartment, I actually, me and my son, we lived in a homeless shelter for a couple of weeks because I didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah, that was a rough couple of weeks. But then, you know, we were blessed with this apartment. We got to move in. And I was just loving life. And I wanted to share that. And my dad told me that he was proud of me. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was shocked. I was really shocked. And I told him, thank you. You know, I really appreciated the fact that he could recognize that I, I was doing it. I was doing it. And I didn't need him to help me with it. Now, a lot of you probably think, oh, good. Maybe this is sort of a beginning to the healing process. Well, no, my father died the next day. Yeah. So I never had an opportunity to talk to my dad about the things that he did to me, why he treated me the way he did, why he put me through what he did. I don't know. I never got a chance to sort of face him with this because he died the next day and the damage was already done. I don't know if you've ever heard this story. I'm sure a lot of you have, but I'm going to share this story. It was something I heard years and years ago, but it's something I actually refer to quite often. And I, I tell my students this story quite a bit um, because our words have such power. I heard this story about a man who had a son and this son had a lot of anger issues. <clears throat> he would be mad all the time and his father decided to take a piece of wood and he told his son, you know, every time you get angry, I want you to nail a nail, hammer a nail into this piece of wood. And the son said, okay, sure, whatever. 
So he does. You know, every time he's angry, he gets out there and he slams a nail into that board. For whatever reason, you know, it kind of helps with his anger. And slowly, he's seeing that he's not, you know, over a period of time, he's seeing that he's not hammering in as many nails as he used to. And he finally gets to a point where he has a day where he doesn't have to hammer a nail into the board. And he goes and tells his dad, hey, today I did not have to hammer a nail into the board. And his dad was like, that's great, son. I am so proud of you. So here's what I want you to do next. Every day, you don't feel angry. I want you to remove a nail from this board. Because, okay, I can do that. So day after day after day, you know, he's getting a handle on this anger and all these days he has no anger. He finally, he's getting to remove these nails and finally he goes to his dad and says, dad, I've been able to take out the last nail. And his dad looks at him and says, son, I'm so proud of you. You've really gotten control over this anger of yours but I want you to look at this board and tell me what you see. And his son says, well, I see a lot of holes. And his dad said, yeah, these are the scars you leave behind with your anger. So I say that to you because the impact that has on me is that if I say something hurtful, it could be unintentional. It could be intentional. But when I say something hurtful, it leaves a mark. And that mark lasts. It stays for a long time. It's a scar. And my dad had already scarred me. So it was great that he told me once how proud he was of me, but it wasn't enough to undo all of the hurt and the pain that he had put me through before. And I found that this is part of what holds me, held me back from accomplishing anything I wanted to do in life. There was so much I wanted to do. I thought it would be great to be a teacher, but that would require going to school. And I'm a dreamer and dreamers never amount to anything. Oh my gosh, I think it'd be so cool to own my own event planning business, but I'm a dreamer. Dreamers never amount to anything. Holy cow, wouldn't it be cool to do this? Oh, but I'm a dreamer. Dreamers never amount to anything. And I sit here, and even just now, listening to myself say this, and I thought, holy cow, I let one person's opinion hold me back. One person's opinion. Now granted, that person had a huge impact in my life. It was my father. I mean, your dad 
is like I've said all along, he's that first man in your life who's supposed to show you what type of love you want for the rest of your life. And his love for me was all negative. How do you let that go? I'm still trying to figure all that out. <laughs> I think for me, you, I had to come to a place where I truly had to learn how to believe in myself. And that was not an easy journey for me. Um, I hope I can do this. Lauren Daigle has a song that impacted me so much. And it was, it was an incredible song. I think it's called You Say. If you've never heard this song before, I would encourage you to listen to it. It had such an impact on my heart, in my mind. There came a point when I first heard this song, um, I was going through all this stuff in my head, kind of learning how to break away from my, my second husband, which is a whole other story, and make this transition down here to Florida but it had to start with me believing in myself. Can I actually do these things that I think I can do? And I heard this song on the radio and it hit my gut like nothing else has. And I was, in my heart, I was prompted to just for two whole weeks listen to nothing else but this one particular song until I started to believe it. I needed this song to keep putting these words into my heart, into my mind, into my soul until I actually believed the words for myself. Because I don't know if you've ever heard the whole, it takes a thousand attaboys to undo one negative comment. Man, let me tell you, every time I had the opportunity, I had a 25, 30 minute drive to work, 25, 30 minute drive to home. That whole way home, I was listening to that song. That whole way to work, I was listening to that song. Any spare moment I had, I was listening to this song. Because I wanted nothing but positivity in my head. And I will say, eventually, it worked. I think it took two weeks of listening to nothing else but this song. But it finally worked. And it was powerful for me. So thank you, Lauren Daigle, for this song, You Say, because it was life-changing for me. It kind of also goes with a, something my son said to me one time. I get worked up sometimes when it comes to my ex-husband and him thinking certain things about me that may be inaccurate um, because of how he perceives certain things. And I completely understand that, but it kind of works me up because I don't like my character to be called into question. But my son said to me, he goes, Mom, 
is this someone you would go to for advice? I was like, no. So his response is, then why do you care about what he thinks? Oh, okay. Yeah, there's some truth in that. And it's true. We can listen to all the voices from our past that plague us. And they do. They come out of nowhere sometimes. And all of a sudden, we feel like a, a whipped puppy dog. We feel down. We feel hurt. And sometimes it really comes out of nowhere. You are blindsided all of a sudden by these voices from the past. But to quote my son, are these people you are going to want advice from? Would you listen to their advice and take it seriously? Do you want advice from them as to how to proceed with a situation or your life? And if the answer is no, then why do you care? Why do you care what those voices say? So start putting voices in your head that are positive. That's what I did. I started putting voices into my head through music. Music is a, such a powerful tool for me. And I've, I don't know, I love 80s music. I love rock and roll. I love country music. I like a little bit of jazz. I love classical music. I like all different types of music. But I'll listen to it for a little bit, but I have to keep going back to my Christian music because it puts words of positivity into my mind and into my heart and into my soul. And I just gravitate to that because I need positive words. I don't want to be held back anymore. I don't need the voices from my past coming back and snatching my thoughts again or coming back and burning a hole in my heart again. I don't need that. You don't need that. None of us do. Be encouraged because I know how difficult it is to get the voices from your past to be gone. Man, they can burn sometimes. And it can hurt. And you can feel like you have gotten rid of them. And then all of a sudden one day, it's a sneak attack. <laughs> it comes out of nowhere. And leaves you feeling defeated yet again. So try to put as much positive into your mind as you can. Don't allow the voices of the past or even the present to hold you back. Because sometimes if we're not surrounded by people who truly have our best interest in mind and people who don't truly love you the way you deserve to be loved, they're going to try to hold you back as well. So don't let them. Don't let them hold you back. Stand up for yourself. Be strong. 
Be strong and tell those people they have no room in your thoughts any longer. This is Marie 3.0, not being held back any longer. Until next time. Thank you.